broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, I think uh, I want to get through this week. I'm, I'm going to call the plays this week, and then, uh, you know, it's just it's it's later in the week than it normally would be. So uh, but we're going to do, you know, status quo. We're going to keep everything the same this week and then over the weekend, and we'll mull over some things, and uh, you'll probably have some conversations. Dale Bevel, I assume? You better believe it. Yep. Getting some interesting things come from the Jaguars press conference. Uh, we'll break that down a little later uh, when Brett comes back here. He's shooting something for the TV side right now. But Chad Griffin had a couple of things um, that I think weren't bringing up. Seeing a lot of people retweeting those. But I think we got somebody on the line right now. Casey, who do we got? We got Steven. We got Steven on the line, man. Steven, what's going on? Hey, not too much. How are you doing, Austin? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Heck of a day, obviously, but um, hey, that's what you sign up for. You got to carry that weight. What's up with you? Uh, hey, not too much. Just enjoying my vacation. Amen to that, uh, man. I wanted to get your opinion. Uh, I, I know it's a little early, but start looking at, you know, replacement head coaches, candidates sure. and everything like that. And I want to get your opinion. Uh, my two top ones are Byron Leftwich and Kellen Moore from uh, Cowboys. Now, there is a little underhanded reasoning behind it. Okay, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> you, you have been a big spokesman about getting Chris Godwin here. Yeah. Who better to get into Jacksonville than his offensive coordinator? Yeah. On the Dallas side, yeah. Kellen Moore, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, very good wide receivers. Hey, Cowboys cannot afford anybody next year. Mm. Who better to get them to come over than their offensive coordinator? Well, I wouldn't say that quite yet because we'll see what happens with Ezekiel Elliott, how they feel about him going forward to maybe get him off the books. Not saying anything's going to happen, but I'm just saying keep an eye on that. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, the, the, the thanks for calling him, man. So, Kellen Moore, Byron Leftwich, right? Those are the two. You know, I start out the show by saying this. This organization has done everything you can imagine in terms of the realm of, of hiring coaches. You've hired the quiet old school guy with Mike Malarkey. You've hired the boisterous defensive coordinator type in Gus Bradley. You hired the more reserved guy with Doug Marone, then you went with Tom Coughlin to kind of, you know, match that kind of vibe. That didn't work. And then you went with the ultimate outside-the-box thinking, the ultimate intrigue, the ultimate exciting, polarizing hire with Urban Meyer. And what have we learned so far, class? None of that has worked. Mm-mm. Now, the Urban Meyer, Casey, would you agree, was the most risky hire, right? To yeah. me, it was the ultimate boomer bust. And, and, and I mean, oh. no, I was wrong saying we want Urban Meyer here, but I also said it's the ultimate boomer bust because it's either going to be going really well or it's going to be a nightmare. And it, yeah. Didn't think it would be a nightmare this early on in the season, but we got Freddy Krueger hanging out in the shadows. Like, that much of a nightmare, okay? Pretty much. So, going forward, first of all, I think Kellen Moore is a risky one. Very young coach. Has never actually been a head coach. Now, the guy can call up some good plays. Don't get me wrong. Maybe he has an influence to get Michael Gallup. Don't get me wrong. But I think in terms of making him your head guy, that's how the box thinking. That's risk or reward. This team can't afford another risk or reward because what happens if Kellen Moore doesn't work out then, right? Now we're in the same boat again. I can see the headline saying Kellen Moore is too young and he can't handle these older vets in the locker room. 33. 33 years. 
Hey, I'm older than Kellen Moore. Can you imagine me being a head coach in the NFL team right now? Maybe you guys could do it together. Maybe I'll, I'll coach the defense? Yeah, you guys can, you know, put it together. And now yeah. we're talking. He's coached the offense? No. I, I mean, and I'm not hating on Kellen Moore whatsoever. I think the guy's got a great football mind. And let's be honest, it's not about the, the age, right? Look at Sean McVay. Look at Cliff Kingsbury. Age isn't everything. But I think bringing in Kellen Moore is the ultimate risk or maybe reward. You can't afford another one of those, all right? You had it with Urban Meyer, and it backfired. I think with Byron Lethwich, it's a little of the same when we talk about Kellen Moore. I think Byron Lethwich, obviously a former player here, there are ties here, so you like that. I think with Byron Lethwich, you know, in terms of play calling, well, yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are pretty good. They also have Tom Brady. Now, has Byron Lethwich ever been an NFL coach before? No, he hasn't. Does he have offensive coordinator experience? Yes. Has he worked with quarterbacks? Yes. But I still think a guy like Byron Lethwich, that's a little bit of a risk. Okay, that 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 is once again a little outside the box thinking. Is and, it outside the box? Well, yeah, because my my whole thing is is like when we talk about guys like Kellen Moore or Byron Lethwich, like there's no head coaching experience to be had. Yeah, and, and that's what you need, I think, more than anything is building the culture. Not saying either of those guys can do it, but I'm just saying if you're going through your next hiring process, that has to be the number one thing. And as opposed to getting a, a, a sexier, exciting pick like you do with Urban Meyer, you can't afford to do that right now with Shad Khan. you got to play it safe. you got to play it co- close to the chest. And I think you go with just a guy who you know can get the job done, kind of like Ron Rivera was you know, a couple years ago. Yeah. I, I, here's the thing. You mentioned Kellen Moore. I'm, I'm not a huge Kellen Moore. I, I think he's good. I don't know if I love him here yet. I, I do think there's a little bit of youth there, and I know youth has worked, and I'm kind of like that. I like that McVay kind of hire, the LaFleur kind of hire. I'm just not sure there's enough there yet for Kellen Moore. Uh, I, I hesitate there. Byron Leftwich makes me think. Um, but two thoughts, and everybody will say, of course, it's been around Brady. I think that could be a good thing. Like, I think it helped Josh McDaniels being around Brady for all those years. I think he helped Tom Brady, too. I also think, though, Bruce Arians might have some say and a lot of say over there, uh, but Leftwich has been around. He's played for a while in the league. He's been in the Pittsburgh organization. He's won a Super Bowl with Tampa. He's been around Arizona. I mean, he's seen this stuff a little bit. Here's my thought about Byron Leftwich that nobody is bringing up. Does he want to be in Jacksonville? He played here, and I didn't cover him, but everything that I hear, it wasn't a great experience in Jacksonville for him. And so I wonder if he has a little bit in the back of his mind, like, I didn't love it there. And again, I'm not trying to say that's what he thinks. I'm curious about that. But if you can be a head coach, be a head coach, right? But he might have some other options, and I wonder if Jacksonville is his first. Well, but do you think, like, his experience as a player is going to affect him being a coach? I, I know, but I mean, I don't listen, man. If you, if you, let's just say you went to, you played in, um, uh, 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 just give me, let's say you played in Chicago, you hated Chicago for some reason. Who hated Chicago, right? Well, but, I mean, you I, hated Chicago. I, I hated my experience on how it ended, yes. I know, but I'm saying you didn't, yeah, you didn't like it. You didn't love even the place. It wasn't, it just didn't feel like a fit for you. And then ESPN 1000, I think they are in Chicago, says, hey, man, we want you to come back. We would love you to be a part of the show. You'd be like, yeah, I mean, Chicago's great. It's mm-hmm. cool. It's a cool opportunity, but are you going to go? Like, I just, hey, listen, I'm not telling you he wouldn't come. I'm telling you, does it give it pause a little bit that it's not the highest one on his list, especially if he's got some other options? I don't know that. I just don't think people are asking that, and I am. Uh, so are you saying if ESPN 1000 called me right now and offered me a job, I wouldn't take it? 
<laughs> no, you, you probably wouldn't. Do you guys need a producer yeah, in this I would scenario? <laughs> oh, Casey's what jumping. the hell, Casey? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Casey, Trying to bring hey, you along here, Casey. Hey, Casey. Cha-ching. Chicago's a big market. That's a big market now. Hey, no hey, loyalty. Hey, I was hey. watching you guys on the Rich Jones show hey, thinking, hey, where's the hey, family? Hey, where's talking, the team? Casey, can you keep hey, talk, I got Brian baseball. Milton's number. Hey, Don't can you worry. imagine? Who's that? Who's that? Brian, hey. never heard of the dude. Hey, can you, <laughs> imagine, can, you, hey, can you imagine talking two two baseball teams? Oh, I know. Basketball team? What a moment. Football team? Oh, man. Soccer, if you want to throw that in there, too. Hey, should we call up Stuart Weber? Bring him over, too. Darts. Okay. Darts. Yeah, I'm sure they got darts there. Let's go. All right. I'm sorry, Brent. Is this, still, is this thing still on? My bad. My bad. All right. All right. Yeah, it's all right. All right. Back, back to ESPN 690. All right. I'm bringing in Noah Schlitz up. What's up, Noah? Hey, man. Can, can, can you even get a W9 yet? Because you're like 10 years old. That doesn't work like that. How are you going to pay taxes when you can't even work yet? You know? Yeah, we'll make it work. Okay. <laughs> Brent's going to get audited real quick. Uh, all right. Who's next on your list? Um. So, the, so that that was actually one of our callers. Li- that was uh, Mike's. No, Steven. I'm sorry, Stevens' uh, list. So, because he wanted, he wanted Kellen Moore here because of Michael Gallup, and then he wanted Byron Leftwich because of Chris Godwin. Of that easier ways work to work ke- that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it could help, it's a but good it wouldn't. Thought, yeah, but it doesn't work. That I mean, no, I mean, I think you have to take a long, hard look at Josh McDaniels if he's interested in leaving New England. But as me and Casey have been talking about, you know, do you really want to leave New England? You seem to be having yeah, a pretty good situation right now. It's time, man. It's right. it's it's either here's what he has to well, he doesn't have to. First of all, there are some people gonna stay away from him. One, because they might not think he's gonna be a great head coach because the tree of the Patriots isn't great. Two, because of the Indianapolis situation. Uh, and three, maybe he doesn't want to go because he's the next guy. But a Belichick doesn't sound like he's going anywhere in the next handful of years. Do, do you agree? Do you think he's getting out the next two years? <sighs> I mean, he doesn't give that vibe, but who knows, man? It's Bill Belichick. The guy is capable of anything. Okay, but so yeah. let's just say he stays for around three, four, five sure. years. Which well, now, well, well, now all of a sudden, Josh McDaniels might miss an opportunity. Maybe they're not as good, or or maybe it's not as hot a name, and and maybe he's not going to get the Patriots job, or he has to wait longer than he wants. So, I I think the time is now for McDaniels if he gets an opportunity like this to go work with a guy like Trevor Lawrence. I think he would be, this would be appealing to him. Mm. I do. I think it would. The question is, are you enamored with Josh McDaniels, or are you like, oh, it's Belichick. Oh, it didn't go well in Denver. Uh, he'll pick Tebow. He did this. I mean, is the second time go around Tebow. better? I mean, don't, do don't. Casey. <laughs> QB coach. I'm going to need you to go and turn that mic off real quick. Because yes, if you sir. bring up... No, I'm just kidding, man. You do, do, do what you do. Don't let me talk you out of it, man. Do what you want to do. But, <laughs> Gosh, hey, I mean, hey, don't be so soft, Casey. Okay, I'm not going to be soft. It's a class partition. Hey, 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 can you imagine if, if the Jaguars get Josh McDaniels? <laughs> and by the way, from... Barberton, Ohio. Hi, yep. Brent Martineau the first week goes to Barberton, Ohio, <laughs> hangs out with Josh McDaniels' teachers, maybe hangs out with his, some of his best friends, you know, check out this city a little bit, does a week remote. I'm upset because now Brent can't do the show on ESPN 690, but that's okay. We got ESPN 1000 in the back pocket just waiting to get unleashed. But don't worry about that. But can, can you imagine a week later, Josh McDaniels says, nah, Jacksonville, we're all good. State of New England. And all that footage, all that gas money, all those resources go to waste, and Brent's left with the story that nobody cares about. I'm pretty sure fifth floor Kill Hefner at Ashland University there's a soccer player from Barberton, Ohio at least, at the very okay. least, maybe they'll have lunch with them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nice little lunch day. I got you. <laughs> but um, uh, I'll say this about Josh McDaniels. 
you know, was in Denver, didn't work out. You know, you you bought in the Tim Tebow hype. Now you went to the playoffs. You, you had a playoff win with him. I, I get all that. Um, it ended up just not working out. You go to New England. You see how they do things there. And as an offensive corner, you have massive success. I like the fact that McDaniels has been a former head coach. I like the fact that McDaniels has at least been in that Patriots system. Now, here's the thing about the Patriots system. I think when you hire defensive coordinators, I think that has, you know, that's Bill Belichick all day, right? Like, you can sit here and get Matt Patricia, but, like, was he making the calls or was it still Bill Belichick's show? Now, you know, you can say Bill Bryan didn't have that much success in Houston. I'll tell you, yeah, well, you're absolutely right. But he I had think, some, though. Yeah, he had some. But I think you have more input. You have more reign on the Patriots' offensive side of the ball. Yeah, so I, agree. I think Josh McDaniels' influence is a lot more on the Patriots' offense than, say, you know, I think it's Belichick's son running it now on defense than, you know, it is on defense. So yeah. I, I like that as well. So from culture, from experience – from, you know, the, 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 the head coaching job and before, I think it checks a lot of the right boxes as a safe hire for Shotgun. Uh, safe. That's interesting that you say it's safe. I will say this. Give me, give me two things that, about Josh McDaniels. One, there are conflicting reports if you go back on the Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone hire, that around that time they were hot on the Josh McDaniels front. Mm. So, like, McDaniels might have been like the other guy. If it was, if the Tom and all that stuff didn't work out, now you believe what you believe, but it was certainly a, a story back then. I remember uh, hearing through the grapevine. the The thing I will say about McDaniel's, forget about all the stuff he did with Brady, and you can't forget about. It, I understand he probably learned a lot, and he helped a, a lot. I think what he's doing with Mac Jones is the most impressive thing. What he's done in his career, mm. I think what they've done with Mac Jones and the the measured growth, development, staying with your, in yourself. And, of course, it's easy to do with a run game and a defense. It's easier. I get it. But I think he's doing a fantastic job, so much so that I think this might be uh, his most brilliant bullet point on his resume so far. So I, I do like that uh, about Josh McDaniels. All right, where else are we going? Man, uh, you know, obviously you have Biennemi. Yeah. Now, listen, did you see Schefter? Did you watch Schefter's tweet earlier? I did that not. That was in, like, the top five the last go-around. Okay. Uh, Raheem Morris was mentioned as well. Uh, Robert Sala, of course. And Arthur Smith. Uh, thank goodness it wasn't Arthur Smith. Uh, but Man, Arthur Smith just denier over here. He has six wins. Yeah. One, two, three, four, <laughs> also, put, also put Cordell Patterson running back. Seems to be working out pretty well for him. Yeah. Well, Intriguing offense. Well, he bit. might be great. It's just something bothers me about Arthur Smith. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't like. All right. Uh, Eric Bieniemy. I could seriously see this be the guy. Sure. Like, I could see this be number one on ShotCon's list. How about you? I could definitely see that as well. Now, you know, no NFL head coaching experience. I get that. But a lot of experience under a coach that I respect a lot. And in terms of coaching trees, if you want to compare the the Andy Reid coaching tree to the Bill Belichick coaching tree, well, say no more because it's not even close. Right? Andy Reid by a long slide. Slide. Long slide. Landslide. So I like the enemy. I like the fact that he's an offensive-minded guy. I like the fact that he's accustomed to working with great quarterbacks. So, yes, I think, once again, in terms of the safe pick, in terms of checking all the boxes, I think the enemy is one of those guys as well.
Yeah, and I, I agree with what you said there, and I know you're a big Andy Reid guy. So, uh, again, I mean, how much does Bianami do it? How much does Reid? It's a collaborative effort. Is it time? Why doesn't he have a job already? Two cycles? I will tell you this. There is no doubt in my mind that if the Chiefs continue to do well, which it looks like they're headed there in the playoffs and everything else, and their offense is like, what, second in the in the league, I think in yards at the very least, that the NFL almost has to, like, force somebody to hire this guy, don't they? I, you, I know you'd hope play, so, but, yeah. But don't you think? I yeah. mean, they, somebody's got to hire this guy this cycle. Well, and especially because it's one thing, like, with Dabble in uh, Buffalo, you can kind of have buyer's remorse now because it's like, well, how good is that Buffalo offense? You know, Kansas City, uh, I get it. They've been kind of up and down this season, but their offense is still playing at a very elite level. You know, so you're still making all the right play calls. So I absolutely agree. Um, I think this go-around will be the go-around that Biennemi gets a job at least someplace. Listen, he's good. He can be very good on the offense. He's learned a lot from Andy Reid. The question you have with all these guys is can they lead if they haven't done it before? And it's a fair question. Just because you can call plays doesn't mean you can lead. But that's the risk you take. That's part of hiring a coach. That's why you swing and miss quite a bit. That's why the stats kind of say you swing and miss yeah. uh, quite a bit. All right, let's continue on. Let's roll through this. Uh, what time is it here? We got uh, a couple more minutes. Yeah, we do. Uh, Doug Peterson. I think this guy's really interesting. Second go-around. What a freaking Super Bowl. He had Carson Wentz, Nick Foles playing some of their best football of their careers. Actually, you can say the best football of their career. Andy Reid Tree for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think I said this the other day, but I really like that. I always liked about Peterson's team. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Peterson from the outside looking in. Don't know. But wasn't a huge fan of Peterson from the outside looking in. Yet I did appreciate the fact that I thought in mid-November into December, his team seemed to play the best football, Austin. Two things with Doug Peterson. The, the, uh, two red flags, I would say. But, no, I think Doug Peterson, in terms of the, the positives, you like what you see there, right? Former quarterback, works with the quarterback, uh, you know, offensive guru, you, some could call him, Super Bowl champion. A lot to like there um, with Doug Peterson. The two things, though, that you have to take into consideration, it went sour in Philadelphia really quick. One yeah. of the reasons why it went sour is because well, him and the quarterback did not get along. The other reason, because he had a problem with management. Right? There is an ego to Doug Peterson. Yeah, um, there is that, I think. I think uh, if you were Urban Meyer and you, you hired Doug Peterson the last go-around, you say, hey, Doug Peterson, here's the keys. Do whatever you want to do. Fantastic. Right? You'd probably have zero issues. But now you're under a situation where the last guy you handed the keys to, well, you saw what happened. So now you, you have to be a little more leery of that. You kind of have to be a little more hands-on, I would say, and making sure things are turning in the right direction. I wonder if that's going to rub Doug Peterson the wrong way or not. And obviously the relationship with Trevor Lawrence, what is that going to be like as well? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I think the guy's got a Super Bowl and he's not coaching. <laughs> no, for sure. Say, so is Gruden. But, but, well, okay, but now we know the reasons. Okay, yeah, by the I'm way, just I think saying, it's guys, ask, what are the okay. reasons, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. yeah what are the reasons? Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't look like anything like the Gruden's. No, right. not at all. No, I'm just saying, you know, the, 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 the speculation out of Philly was the fact that Doug Peterson didn't get along with the front office and didn't get along with Carson Wentz. All right, let's roll through a couple other guys. Uh, we could do this all day, I, but I think there's this next class which might make the most sense and kind of fit into your couple of years ago chatter about Ron Rivera. Uh, Jim Caldwell, 66. He's been out of it a little bit. <laughs> wow, there you go. Uh He's had, I'll tell you, Jim Caldwell, his resume, you talk about Peterson winning the Super Bowl and being out of it, the resume for Caldwell and that he's not a coach is like asinine. Yeah. I mean, what he did in Detroit alone should be given like every trophy possible, what he did in like three out of four years. It's amazing. 
I yeah. mean, if you say a guy goes 11 and 5, I think it was like 7 and 9, 9 and 7, 9 and 7, and you're like, well, that's okay. That's correct. And then you say, he did it in Detroit. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is freaking Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How much would you take 11 and 5, 7 and 9, 9 and 7, 9 and 7 over the next four years in Jacksonville? Yeah. I mean, I think you talk about a guy <laughs> who probably out of the guys that we named has the most head coaching experience of all. I believe so. I'm not sure what Doug Peterson has, but I think he has the most head coaching experience of all of those guys. And you're talking about a guy who's had winning culture building and has also worked with great young quarterbacks like Peyton Manning. So yeah. I think there's a lot to like there from Jim Caldwell. Is there so much a lot to like with the Peyton Manning thing that Trevor Lawrence could potentially have a tie in there because he talks to Manning? And could it be that deep of a relationship where maybe there's a, hey, you'd really like this guy and benefit from this guy. Hey, Sean, I got a guy. Can you at least check this guy out? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely warrants the consideration. Because you saw what he was able to do with Manning. I mean, literally comes in, assistant head coach, quarterbacks coach, and then, you know, does such a great job that takes over as the head coach. And it's very rare. And I get it, like, you know, the whole title assistant head coach was a thing too. But name how many quarterback coaches get elevated from their job and their position to the head coach. Right? Usually it goes quarterbacks coach to coordinator to head coach. Well, not Caldwell. So, yeah, that, that says a lot about what this guy can bring in terms of developing a quarterback, number one, but also, you know, culture building, number two, which is what you want. I think in terms of, of the safe plays, I think you're talking about Josh McDaniels and Jim Caldwell as the safest plays that you can have right now if you're Shad Khan. And, and I've been a big proponent of this. I think you try to go with the boomer bus pick with Urban Meyer, it blew up in your face. You got to go a little more of the safe route this time around. Yeah, stability route, no doubt about it. I think that's a possibility. By the way, Marvin Lewis, any chance he comes back? Does it do anything for you? I remember circling his name last year and was like, you know what? I think we take that in Jacksonville. I know his playoff success wasn't there, so swinging for the fences, but it, it isn't there. But this guy knows how to win and get in the playoffs. Yeah. You He's know, a steady guy, right? He's a steady good man. He's a steady good man. Um, you kind of know what you're getting. Now, once again, not the sexiest hiring. But you're not into that right now. You know the, the only con- like the only concerns I have, and I forgot what would what would Marvin Lewis's last year be, Brent? You you know off the top of your head uh, or like boy, a, a good nah, idea? Probably uh, four four years ago. Okay, four years 2018. ago. 2018. 2018. So I think that's right around Caldwell too. Caldwell might have went to 19 because he was at the Dolphins last, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, whatever the case may be, um, I, I feel like you're not out of the game so much where it's kind of passed you by. But there could be an acclimation period in terms of, all right, the game has changed a little bit. Locker rooms have changed a little bit. And if you do go, go with a guy like Caldwell or a guy like Marvin Lewis, who are, once again, I think are safe bets. But also you got to ask the question, can these guys relate to the modern era NFL player? Because that's what you need more than anything, Brent, right? Yeah. You, you need a coach who isn't going to cause drama. You need a coach who can relate to his players and bring out the best of his players. Well, Marvin Lewis is connected in, in, um, with the college game the last couple of years. Okay, okay. So it's not like he completely left it. Um, so it's, but listen, not going to fire you up. Not going to get a lot of fire in your belly, but I'm not sure we need that to your point around here right now. Can you get me eight or nine wins a year for the next few? Can you, can you get me in the hunt in mid-December? Yeah. And I know that doesn't seem like, right, you should shoot for the stars. But you know what? I'm going to shoot halfway there first. <laughs> no, we, I mean, we, we literally shot for the stars and somehow landed up in the bottom of the, the Atlantic Ocean. So I don't know how that happened. Well, that's a very good segue. Let's get Captain Rick Riles on right uh, now for the Sportsman yeah. Fishing Report. And, uh, 
Hey, you got to go fishing offshore before you can go deep sea fishing. I have no idea if that that's even makes sense, but that's the exactly best I could do. That's right. You don't, you don't start out blue marlin fishing. That's right. You better better learn how to catch a mackerel first. You know what the saddest part is to me, Brent? Seriously, there is not one coach we have, we've had in the 25 years of our existence that I want back. Mm. <laughs> Did you realize how sad that is? Well, you wouldn't take first go-around Tom Coughlin? Yeah, maybe, but not with today's players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I would with Mark Brunell and Tony Baselli, but uh, we don't have those guys anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, no, no, with, with today's players, there's not one coach that I want back. And please don't bring back Doug Marone. I can't, I can't stand that anymore. I want, I'm not like you. I want young and hot shot, and, and uh, that seems to be the trend now. I want the hot 30-year-old. Yeah, well, we'll uh, see. Um, yeah, boy, we'll careful, what you care, hey, no. careful what you say there, Captain Rick. Yeah, I know that. That <laughs> didn't sound right after <laughs> Thirty-year-old. Anyway, back back to what I'm supposed to be talking about. The ocean was closed again today. It opens for the big boats tomorrow. They're gonna gonna open the gates just a little bit, let a couple of fifty footers sneak out to see what the ocean's like, and we'll find out. But the wind starting to back off considerably today. It was much lighter, and uh, really expected great inshore fishing today. They had it down in St. Augustine. Captain Robert Johnson had a fine day. Said he probably released 30 reds, kept his four for his passengers. Uh, David Borey's up this way. Said, nope, no deal. Uh, the water was crystal clear. You could see the reds easily. You could throw at them till your arms fell off, and you couldn't get them to bite. And then he dropped back fish in some deep holes and finally limited out his people. But it was not as easy a day as what yesterday was. I don't think anything's going to change much inshore over the next couple of days. I think the trout bite should turn back on as the water clears and probably a very good whiting bite in the surf. We'll find out more about the blue water trolling when the big boats come home tomorrow night. But you can count on us to give you the report for it. Brought to you each and every day by ZSS Landscaping. They're paying top dollar for top landscapers and workmen's quick fix plumbing. Captain Rick, appreciate it. Thanks for the line of the day. Thank you, Brent. <laughs> Captain Rick Riles, Florida Sports and Fishing Report, uh, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 each and every day. And on Saturday morning, 7 a.m. until 9 a.m. on ESPN 690. All right. Uh, listen, we're going to talk a lot about future coaches. Uh, I want to I talk a little bit about ShotCon before we end today. We, we have, we're going to have ample time to continue to dissect everything. Uh, but I do want to get to ShotCon from I got it right this time to now where does he go? And I want your thoughts on this, Austin, as a guy who played for ownership and different ownership, um, including Shotcon, at one time. Uh, we're live at String Sports Brewery. Reaction Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Ric Flair's going to be here tonight, by the way. 7 o'clock, Jaguars All Access. Come on out, see Ric Flair, the wrestling great. And you can give us two claps and a Ric Flair as we go to break. Welcome back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, big day in Jacksonville, obviously, right? The firing of Urban Meyer. It happened uh, a little after midnight last night, and we've been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it nonstop on all the different platforms. CBS 47, Fox 30, ESPN 690, 95.1, 104.5, social media, spaces on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Oh, my gosh, there's so many places. But we're covering them all with uh, Casey Kurtz, Austin Lane, Brent Stewart, Marcel Robinson, and everyone. 
Uh, you know, this is my favorite. I'm, I'm like the TV geek in me. Like, I got? love the, uh, or no, I'm sorry, not the TV geek, but the media geek in me. Okay. Like, loves this day. Okay. And I was telling Rich Jones this earlier. It's like, because you get to, you, like, it's cool. We have, you know, we, we TV stations downstairs on one side of the building. You walk upstairs, you got the radio stations. And obviously, you can put the social media anywhere. And basically, since midnight last night, we've been doing something, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Action Sports Jacks family of networks. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're into people hearing you 24 hours a day. I, like well, it. I am tired of talking. I'm tired of hearing myself talk. I will say that. Okay. And so I apologize for those who have really paid attention to everything. Uh, that's not the intention. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, there's been a lot of talking today. Yeah. No doubt about it. But yeah. it's a big day. I mean, listen, uh, I, I don't live for days that coaches get fired. I can tell you that. But it's no doubt a monumental day. Once again, it didn't work. It yes. just didn't work mm-hmm. uh, in Jacksonville. And that brings me to ShotCon. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a – there's no, like, bias in ShotCon for me. I've covered him since the day he bought the team. And I believe in kind of his vision a bit. Like, I believe he has a vision. I believe he really loves, loves Jacksonville. And, and I, I told you this yesterday, the day before, if you asked the 20-something people that were with him Monday, I don't think there's a person that would disagree with me. And I think they would say he loves Jacksonville, he wants to win, he's going to do anything he can do to win, he's frustrated by the fact that he hasn't won. He just hasn't pushed the right buttons. And listen, th- that's reasonable criticism. I'm not here to defend him. I'm just saying I think there's good intentions in the guy. And you can disagree, and we can talk the record, and it is what it is. I can't defend that. Uh, but I thought this was a big moment for him. And you can tell me if you agree or not, and you don't have to by any means. But it obviously looks bad on the outset for him to say, but we know he coveted him, Urban Meyer. And he believed in it, and he chased it, and he got it, and I applauded it. And then he said, I finally got it right. Sometimes you got to be careful what you say. I finally got it right. And then 11 months later, boom, it's worse than it was. Mm. It hasn't worked. It was terrible. It was what some people are calling the worst coaching stint in NFL history. Bobby Petrino might say, hold my beer there. But, but you get the point of the conversation. And so it looks like, and again, criticism can come, that it's a major failure. But here's where I give him credit, Austin. And here's where I think... It shows how much he wants to win and get it right. And also he shows how much he's learned because he values that number one overall pick, that quarterback that we heard from a little earlier and we talked about a little earlier. And he values that guy, and he knows he's smart enough to value that guy more than the head coach because he pulled the plug on it. I, I'm, and again, easy from the outside to pull the plug on it. There are a lot of signs, but I think less easy to pull the plug on it if you're the guy writing the checks, if you're the guy that coveted him, if you're the guy that signed him up, if you're the guy that said, I got it right. Naturally, we would, if we made that hire in any walk of life, we'd like, let's see if this works out a little longer. Let's, 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 I want to be proven right. We want to be proven right about decisions we make. And he pulled the plug on it, man. I, I think that says something. And again, people are going to sit here and listen to me and say, oh, it was easy, Brent. Everybody would have made the call. That's what I'm I saying. don't think so. Well, and maybe you're right. Uh, it maybe Urban Meyer did make this an easier decision. Yeah. All right. I, I agree with that. He made it an easier decision. But it's not his M.O. And I think he showed last night with this swift move that 
We ain't putting up with this. I don't want my organization embarrassed. This isn't working. I don't care how much money I have to eat. We're going to get it right. I want to win. I think it showed those things. To me, you know, I mean, it, it couldn't have been easy for Shad Khan because this was your guy. You spent so much time, energy, and resources to get this guy. And when you got him, you were happy. You celebrated and you said that you finally got it right. From there, it went downhill and it became just an absolute mess. From two sides of the business that he runs, being the Jacksonville Jaguars, being the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. From the business side of things, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much money they're, they're bringing in in terms of season tickets and all that stuff. But from an optics standpoint in terms of business, the company had never been lower. You're the laughing stock of the NFL. Yes, you're losing, but you're also the, the worst optics probably of any professional sports team right now. So that's a, that's a bad look. So, yeah, you would think that it was only going to get worse before it got better. So you had to cut ties. You had to let things go because who knows where it goes from Josh Lambeau getting kicked. How much other stuff was going to come out? So I don't think it was a hard decision from the business standpoint if I'm Shad Khan saying, well, i got to cut the cord, man. This team can only go through so much. This city can only be embarrassed so much. From the, the football side of things, because it's two sides, there's business, and then there's the on-the-field productivity and winning. Well, obviously, you haven't had a lot of winning here if you're Shad Khan, right? But I like to think that he at least gets it right in terms of he takes the player's input into mind. I would hope before Urban Meyer got let go, he got Trevor Lawrence's opinion. He got Josh Allen's opinion, Miles Jack's opinion. And you know what? If he did, which I think he did, those opinions probably weren't too bright for Urban Meyer. They probably weren't too endorsing for Urban Meyer. So from the opinions of players, which you have to listen to, because you can have the best coach in the world. You can have the best culture setter in the world. But if the players aren't buying in, if the players are fed up, you aren't going to win anything. So the fact that Shad Khan, I think, talked to the players, got their vibe of everything and said, you know what, he's lost this locker room. These guys don't want to play for him. That's another obvious decision to let somebody go. So, yeah, I, I'll celebrate Shad Khan because he bit the bullet. He, he spent the money. He did what he had to do to get rid of Urban Meyer. But at the same time, to me, it was the only decision if you want to be successful from the business standpoint or if you want to be successful from the on-the-field performance standpoint. Yeah, fair point. Now it becomes a, another hefty decision for Shot Con. Hey, let's get Bruce in real quick. Bruce, I appreciate you hanging out. Sorry, uh, we got rocking and rolling a few times. It left you hanging. Uh, what's happening here on a uh, crazy Thursday in Jacksonville? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Uh, season ticket holder for 14 years. Boy, it's been rough. Uh, I thank you so much for having your show. It, it's the best one on in Jacksonville by far. Thank you. No, appreciate man, thank that. you, man. We appreciate you listening. You're, you're the reason why we do this, so thank you. No, champ. How's it feel to be the champ? Hey, champ, I got to ask you earlier, you said something about iPods, and, I, hey, I'm not 55. I'm driving down the road in my truck, and I'm thinking, I'm 55. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, as a math teacher, I can tell you, having taught different groups, I don't care how good of a math teacher you are. If you don't have good students, you're going to have a hard time on these state tests. Mm. And I'm wondering, is a new coach going to be able to pick a new GM? Or how is it? I mean, what do you what do you guys think should happen with that? Because in my my view, whatever it's worth, I mean, our player acquisition and retention of good players is what kills us. 
I mean, I don't care who the coach is. If we got an offensive line that can't block and whatever, I mean, it doesn't really matter. So that's what I'm curious what you all think. Well, Bruce, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, man, and uh, drive safe. Happy holidays. The I, I think it's a great question, and, and i got to eat more crow here, right, because I like the coach-centric hire by Shad Khan. But I think we have to evaluate this, and maybe they should go back to the old way, Austin, and just hire a GM and let the GM pick the coach. I, I don't know. Like, he's tried every different way. I like the coach-centric, and it just blew up. Look what just happened. So I don't know if you can do it that way. I will say this. You can't plug Urban Meyer and a Trent Baalke in together. Stop trying to fit a puzzle piece together. Go get two people kind of like the Caldwell-Bradley early years. Again, that might be a bad example because it didn't work. But you could tell they got along and they were on the same page. I'm for that, however you make it happen. Yeah, and, and I'm the exact same way. There, there needs to be some sort of chemistry. Um, there has to be some sort of simpatico in terms of how you approach these next hirings. Assuming that Balky's going to be gone as well, and you got to start from scratch. Yeah, like I'm not asking to, for it to be like a buddy cop movie where these guys are best friends, but you need to have a relationship, okay? And there needs to be a chain of command set out. I don't know how much Bulky had influence on this NFL draft. I, I really don't. You know, the, these guys that you, well, you don't really see a lot of these guys in the field right now because they're on the bench, but, you know, some of these players that you've seen drafted were those Urban Meyer guys or those Bulky guys. They could have been Urban Meyer guys because, you know, he had the keys. You, you can't do that again. There has to be the GM doing GM things, and there's got to be the head coach doing head coach things. And until, uh, you know, until proven different, that's the way things got to be. So, yes, there's got to be a relationship. Yes, there's got to be a chain of command. And, no, you, you got to stop giving the keys out and saying, hey, if you run this and he's going to help you out, no, there, there has to be boundaries set up and communication set up. Yeah, communication is important. I thought that would be so much better, Austin, than it was. And Bruce, really good question. And I think something we'll probably expand upon more in how they set up the structure of this football team going forward probably for the next couple of days and next few weeks as well. All right, we're live at String Sports Brewery. Rick Flair's going to be here today. By the way, I want to let you know, ActionSportsShackStream18.com. I want to tell you about it. Stocking stuffer, the Dream 18 card for 2022. More valuable than ever before, just $69. Go buy it. Go check it out. ActionSportsShackStream18.com. You're looking for a gift? It's a good one. And uh, you get some discounted golf. We added the yards to the portfolio as well. Uh, this year and by the way golf rates are going to be as high as they've been in a while in 2022 so the discounts will really make a difference action sports jack stream 18.com we'll be back from string sports brewery put a bow on a wild day in jacksonville here on espn 690 and take a quick peek at that thursday night football game coming up on fox 30. You know, Mr. Khan is always, he always has a great feel for, for what's going on, and he's always had a lot of conversations with me, and we've talked a lot um, about a lot of different things. Obviously, of course, about what's been going on and the things that have come up, and naturally that, that comes up when we had talks about it, and, you know, he's done a great job of having a pulse in the team and feeling out what's going on and also communicating with players and whoever else. Um, I, just, I know he does a great job of that. So, yeah, we've had a lot of conversations. I break like to down, hear that. Brent. Oh, break it down. How good was that one? I like one? to hear that. How good was that? Oh, come Press on. Conference. You should like to hear that. Shotgun's talking to his quarterback, right? Yeah, you want communication? There you got it. Yes. By the way, they, I, I was right yesterday when I told you uh, because 
he confirmed this that um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, there was like a wives and players party on the Kismet on Tuesday. And so that was the last time he talked to Shot Khan. He, he said he didn't talk to him yesterday uh, about everything. And, and once again, if you missed it, uh, Trevor Lawrence basically woke up to the news. So it's not like he was in the, you know, know about what was about to happen. The crazy thing about it, and, and I heard this yesterday, and I think uh, this was verified today. I think Mark Long verified it with Daryl Bevel, is that Urban Meyer left the facility at 4.30 yesterday, which on a Wednesday, which we're leaving the facility at 4.30 any day but a Friday. is kind of odd, I think. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that was a little bit surprising. Maybe he knew something earlier in the day. Hey, let's get to the swoop minute well, right now. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, real quick. So you said the players and wives were all in the kismet? Yeah. All of them? Uh, well, I... I, I don't. It was a lot of them. Yeah, I heard it was like a wives' luncheon, so I think it was yeah. a lot of the players. Yeah. Are Casey and I the only people in this town that work with the Jaguars that have not been invited on that yacht yet? Yeah, pretty much. Hey, uh, listen, I've already told you guys. Hey, Casey, well, I didn't even get invited to the morning show. Hey, Casey. Hey, it's all good, Casey. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do? Uh, I know some connects. You and I are reaching out. We're gonna get a fishing boat. It's gonna be. Oh, by the way, and Rich Jones is coming too because Rich Jones didn't get invited, and he's one of the rider dies. We're getting Rich Jones too. Garth Brooks. We're getting Phil Mickelson, <laughs> Larry Bird. We're going on a fishing trip. Just the boys. No, Brent, you can't come. Sorry, man. Got a full boat. Hey, Brian, I see the back too. Brian, you can come. You're part of this team. He can come too. Sorry, Brett. Go on, go on with the soup minute. By the way, the boat I ride on doesn't get full. I'm done. I would just leave. Hey, I'd get up and hey, walk out. Hey. You think ESP 1000's got their own yacht? <laughs> They're going to once right, we get should, on the air. Should, 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 right. should I go and give them a call? Is that called an up? ice cutter? Should I go ahead? Hey! <laughs> Navy Pier's in play. I'm just saying. Navy Pier's over there. Some water. All right, I got to give you this swoop minute. Men's basketball for Let's University go. of Northwood Ospreys. They beat Austin P on Sunday, 91-84. That's for you, Murray I, oh, State. I know. Flush Austin the P, P, as Murray State fans would say. Flush <laughs> the P. You and Effort for the 3-0 at home this year. Uh, Jerry Hicklin, 15 points off the bench, earning newcomer of the week. He was averaging. They host Trinity Baptist Saturday. I'll be there. I'll have the call on ESPN+. Plus. Women's basketball improved to 5-0 at home after defeating Bethune-Cookman 60-47 Sunday. They blocked 10 shots. They're really good on the interior. Back in action December 21st at Miami. UNFOspreys.com for more information, how you can get tickets, news, schedules, results, the rest of it. Uh, University of North Florida Ospreys. That's your swoop minute. Oof, what a day, right? Heck what of a day, day man. Heck I of a day. Think, uh, you know what? For the last four days and really for the last couple weeks, I woke up and I said, what am I going to see on my phone? Well, actually, I didn't wake up this morning. I never went to bed. But I, I woke up and say, what am I going to see on my phone? Mm-hmm. You know, what's it going to be next? Mm-hmm. I don't get that feeling tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a pretty normal Friday. Yeah, man, tomorrow, <laughs> you forget tomorrow's Friday, too. I know. That's a good point. It's crazy. Yeah, well, a couple I'm, times you said later in the week we're going to break something down. On yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Sorry about that. Hey, Real quick, you, you guys. <laughs> that's we, a really good point. Guys, are we taking the Chiefs and the Chargers tonight, everybody? Casey. Huh? Chiefs oh. to the Chargers. Just to win? Yeah, I don't know what I'm in the game's over. Brett won it, so. Chargers. I got, the, I got the Chargers to win, by the way. Oh, I have the Chiefs. Okay, cool. No Chris Jones. Will that be a difference? I think the Chief Chargers get play like offense? three and a half. <laughs> no, we're fine. Uh, I think it's going to be a big performance by the Chargers. I think they need it more. Okay. Uh, so we'll see what happens. That game on Fox 30, by the way. Continuing coverage of the Urban Meyer firing and the reaction also from players ESPN coming up on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Also on ESPN 690 tonight. Casey and Brian Middleton coming up next. There so it is. For the Urban Meyer chatter. I see you, boys. And ESPN 690 Westwood One coverage. 
also will have the Chiefs and Chargers. And we've got Ric Flair here tonight at Street Sports Brewery in Springfield, 7 o'clock. Jaguars All Access. Come on out, say hello to the wrestling great, and say hello to us as well. Shaq Griffin will join us on the show. All right, we'll do it again tomorrow, boys. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if you're on, unless you're on a boat. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm getting a lot of disrespect these days. We'll see how I feel about it tomorrow. Check your emotions at the door. Check the ego at the door. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 o'clock on ESPN 690. Hope everybody has a good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.